Hey everyone, it's Dave and Jeff. It's December 22nd, 2019, Woo! Sunday night. <laughs> I got breaking news for you. You want oh, it? Dude, yeah, go ahead. I'm always into breaking news. Uh, so the great thing about the podcast is unlike a station like Extra 1360 where Mike Costa works, <laughs> a lot of people can hear this show. Cross, not only in San Diego, north of Arrow Drive can you hear it, unlike Extra, but you can hear it really anywhere, and a lot of people do. And we've been incredibly fortunate to meet a lot of good people over the years that listen to this show across the country and everywhere else. And what I am really proud of is that they send us stuff unsolicited. We don't have to go fishing for stories. The stories come to us. I don't think anybody should be shocked by this, but I was sent a message tonight from a source that I trust incredibly well that Fernando Tatis Jr. is pissed that there's even the idea that this team would move him to second base or center field. Now, you can go ahead and talk about Lindor or that it's rumors or that it's Preller just getting an idea of what it would take. None of that matters. What matters today is that you have pissed off your savior. And you know why you've done it? Because you're the Padres. You can't get out of your own way. It, this job is too big for A.J. Preller. It's absolutely too big for Preller because every time he's given an opportunity to step in it, he does it. And he's done it again. And now you have pissed off the guy that don't tell me it's Paddock. Don't tell me it's Gore. Don't tell me it's Machado. This is the guy that the franchise has waited 25 years, if not longer, to get. And guess what, A.J.? You pissed him off. He's not happy, shithead. And now I'm all pissed off when I get the car driving down here and I turn the radio on and what's on but that asshole Buble singing. And I'm like, hey, I don't need it out of you, buddy. Not tonight. <laughs> tonight. Oh, my gosh. All they right. pissed him off. You knew it was going to happen. Of course it was. We kind of told you the other day what was happening. But here. tonight it was confirmed yes. that it has been told to a source yeah. that he's not happy and he's not interested. I'm not going to second, and I'm not interested in moving to center field. Because, look, even though it's a team game, everybody knows shortstop is a glamour position. Right. And it's like telling a person that's been a quarterback their whole life, hey, you'll be on the team, but we want to move you to receiver. And Dave, and, about and 29 they, they don't teams want would plug him in at shortstop today and keep him there for as long as he wants. And the team that has him can't understand how good they have it because, again, they're the Padres. Exactly right. Here's here's the situation with Tatis. We've said this on the show before. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about it, but to me, this is something that the Padres really have to be concerned about when they keep moving the goalposts back. Yep. Instead of going 2019 or 2020 or now you're here in 2021, hey, look, motherfuckers, you got to right. figure this out and make this team valuable to the point where they're in contention for a championship and you're going to pay up when it's time to pay up right. because he is the superstar you believe he is. Everybody knows he is a superstar. He is a guy that you can sit there and market and everyone goes, the Padres have Fernando Tatis Jr. And anyone who follows baseball knows who that guy is. He's the guy that people in fucking New Jersey are pretending they are 100%. because he is a fucking stud. You better fucking figure it out because guess what will happen? He will opt out or you will be in a situation where you have a feeling he's not going to sign that big extension right. here and you're going to have to fucking trade him like the Red Sox are trying to do with the Betts and the Indians are trying to do with Lindor. 
You better figure everything out and get your ducks in a row and don't piss them off. We knew this was coming. We told you last week. Enough with the Lindor shit. Lindor is a fantastic player. You are not going to get Lindor and put Lindor at second. He's one of the best shortstops in all of baseball. He's probably number two right now overall, but you got a guy. Your situation, your problems aren't in shortstop. No. Everybody fucking knows it. What are you doing? What are you fucking doing? Just leave Tatis there. Don't and leave sit him there. alone. Leave him alone. Tell him he's the leader. He's the franchise. And make sure you pat him on the back and say, we're glad you're here. You're our future. You're our franchise. Don't fucking irritate the guy. Otherwise, he's going to remember it when it's time to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the agent's going to remember it. Of course. And is when you go around the lineup today, Hedges sucks. Hosmer, disappointment. Kinsler, retired. Uri is gone. So at second base, you have Greg Garcia. Machado, jury out, trending the wrong uh, wrong direction. Left field, Myers sucks. Center field, Margot's the guy. Right fa- uh, field, Tommy Pham. And you can put Myers in right and put Pham in left. I don't know. We'll see what Tommy Pham's all about with that elbow. But for the most part, the one guy, the one box that you can check for the everyday eight is at short. And as they do, they can't accept it. They can't go, hey, we've got one guy to build on. And maybe the third baseman gets it together. And Tommy Pham's good. And we start filling in other pieces. No, let's just do whatever we can to make it where all of the everyday eight are a question mark. I'm willing to guess with the new brown jerseys that were just released short time ago that when people are buying them, number 23 is far and away number one. Number one. Not even close. Not even, e- yeah, not even close. And and why shouldn't it be? That kid was everything we hoped for and more. Yes. Electrifying. Yes, and more. He was, and more. I mean, as good as we hoped he would be, yeah. it was the and more part. The stuff, the tagging up from second base, all that shit that you're going, this is crazy stuff. Right. And when he got hurt, he got hurt trying to make a play. Yep. Matt Strom can't throw it from the mound to second. And he stretches to make a play. Sliding into second base, jams up the thumb, trying to make a play. So I look at that as somebody who's cheered for this team for a long, long time and have seen a lot of players come and go. And if somebody else wants to claim that he's injury prone, go ahead. That guy doesn't concern me at all. I'd lock him up immediately. Every team in baseball would. Every team in baseball. And there is, I look, I don't know. I can't say that you can't lock him up. I don't have any idea. All I know is that somebody I trust a lot told me today he's really not happy, and who can blame him? I tell you, he's so good that if someone said to you, hey, Jeff, you're the GM in the pods. Start your guy. The Nationals are on the phone, and we want to trade Soto for Tatis. You would say no. No. We want it. This is the Braves. We want to trade Albis for Tatis. All great players. No. But I like my guy. Of course. Acuna. No. All, All these young players. guys that people are sure. saying are future stars for the next 10 years of Major League Baseball, your guy's the guy you're holding on to. Yeah. That's how good he is. I like my guy. Yes. And and all of those names that you mentioned, Dave, all incredible players. And if I was in Atlanta or the Nationals, I would like my guy because I was excited to see what was going to happen when they got to the big leagues. And when all of those players got there, they delivered – but I don't feel like hitting the reset button on a bunch of guys. I like my guy. Yes. He's exciting. Uh, won't shock me at all, especially knowing that 
Sony Studios are right here in San Diego. It wouldn't shock me at all if a year from now we're looking at the cover art of MLB The Show and there's Tatis. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, so what? No, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for a franchise to get a guy on there. And he'd be a perfect guy. Again, in 10 years, I have no idea where these guys' numbers are going to be, but through 84 games that I saw Tatis, there's not a guy in baseball I would trade him for. He's right. the, he's outstanding. Uh, across the board, a marquee player yeah. on and off the field, electrifying. He's the guy that I buy tickets to see. Yes. Machado's great. Uh, Paddock's a lot of fun when he's pitching. We'll see what happens with Gore and the <laughs> and the rest. But Look that's at, the, now Jeff's all choked up. God, I'm so emotional. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the guy. If you said, tell me one guy I'm buying a ticket to see, I'll say this too. I, I don't have to worry about uh, load management with Tatis. He's going to be playing. He's yep. out there, yes. 162. And I really don't have to worry about it with Machado either. Machado's out there playing too. So you go, all right, those are the guys I want to see. But but for me, if I had to choose one, uh, I'm really stoked Machado's here, but still it's not even close. The number one guy that I go out to watch is Fernando Tatis Jr. And it's uh, not shocking, but incredibly disappointing that this team cannot figure out when it's right there in front of their face that they've got the guy. Yes. And you're going to have Lindor if you trade for him for yeah. two years. He's going to fuck this up. Right. And then all of a sudden, hey, come on back. Everything's yeah. great. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, buddy. What's the bullshit, son? Yeah, right there. Hook them horns. <laughs> yeah, right there. So that's what uh, that's what I got for you on a Sunday night. And again, unsolicited, came to me from somebody I trust a lot. I don't think any of us should be shocked. But this is what will happen. Nobody will protest other than this show. And then in a few years, as often is the case, it will be too late. And then we'll hit the desk. God damn it. <laughs> I, uh, I laughed a lot looking at all the social media reaction today about the Chargers. God bless. What did I miss? Well, I mean, we got a thousand people retweeting out sign guide today. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right? I yes. got it. It all failed there. But guess what? It would have failed here too. And at the end of the day for Dean, he's moving into SoFi Stadium next year. And I get that Rivers is up there boo-hooing today. He uh. was. Today was the first time that he's actually kind of let it go. Well, hey, go work at Lowe's. You don't like it? Move out. Okay. Those barbecues aren't going to build themselves. Keep walking. Can you make $200 million at Lowe's? No. And stop crying. Okay? That's you're you're going to have a little girl in college next year. You stop crying and you, yeah. play, you start playing the way you're supposed to. Yeah. Throw over him. He brought that up today. He did? Yeah. What did he say? I got a little girl in college next well, year. Well, she's not little unless she's Doogie Hauser. And I got another kid that's in sixth grade. Eventually, I'm going to have to stop playing and start coaching him. <laughs> Look, here's the thing that needs to be reminded yeah. to all you assholes, okay? <laughs> Number one, the Raiders won again. Big yes. shock, swept the series. It was 99% Raider fans. Yeah, today. of course it was, because the Raiders win. Except for the game I'm at. But <laughs> Chargers right now will go to Kansas City next week, and 
more than likely they will be shut out by the entire division. Yeah. The Broncos swept them. The Raiders swept them. The Chiefs are about to sweep them. Yes. And that's really, really good for Rivers and everything else. But for all of you that jump up and down and go over in the corner and circle jerk about what's going on at Carson, let me remind you, you're the same assholes that when the UT called you, you said, no, I'm not going to give up any yes, land. 100%. And I'm not going to give any tax breaks. And I'm not going to kick any money. And then you're like, you're going where? God, what? Yeah, he left. Because none of you were willing to do anything to help him out. So sit there and pat yourself on the back while you're crying in your pillow. Right? Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. No. There's never a day, I guarantee you, Dean's worst day in Carson is a thousand times better than anything that would be provided today at Qualcomm Stadium. I'll never say it's better than the day that Sproles ran or Cromartie made interceptions, any of that. No, of course not. Those were incredible days. But guess what? High school were incredible days for a lot of you too. And then graduation happened and you got to move on. Why, do, why can't any of you in your social media go, God, you know what? I really wish that we had the vision to realize the void that the NFL leaving would have on me and this entire community. Yes. None of you accept any responsibility. None of the city council. Faulkner sucks. Where's Todd Gloria? Where's his big mouth? Huh? Chris Kate, what do you got to say, big mouth? Where are you? Sherman? Sherman. Huh, flat ass? What do you got to say? Going to Jacksonville. Don't worry about it. I'll bring back the Jaguars. We don't want the Jaguars. We don't want the Jaguars. We wanted the Chargers. God. But everybody, oh, this is so, and Kaplan can't get enough of signed guys. Why who, is that? Come on. Knows? Scott's smarter than that. Why does he fall into that? Sign this guys is so joke. great. You think Dean's there? Dean's in the back playing bubble hockey, eating prime rib. And playing bubble hockey. I think that's what he's doing. He's there having champagne yeah. with Wolfgang Puck and Mark Paul Gossler. <laughs> yeah. Who's down here? Jason Ostell and Soggy Hot Dogs? Papa John's Pizza? Life got better for Dino, whether any of us want to admit it or not. It is. It's better. And by the way, what's your franchise worth now that that Los Angeles is front of it? Huh? Here's the deal. The money is still green. It doesn't matter what color the guy's t-shirts are that are sitting in those fucking yeah. seats. The money's green. Dean's fine. He's selling out every game. Next year, who knows how it fills up that stadium. We know as as sports fans, as people that follow the game the way we do, the way you do, the listener, you know the majority of the money comes through TV deals. Well, Everything's through TV deals. Th th as far as fans going eight games a year, Dude, that's just fucking extra. Those are your towel fees, as you say at the club. Yeah. And that money doesn't mean shit compared to the money every owner gets before the season even starts. If that game had been played today at Qualcomm Stadium, guess what? There's a lot of black and silver in there. Yeah. Because guys that wear powder blue get a little nervous when the nation comes to town. Oh, you know, uh, well, if I sell these tickets, then I can buy Donna something really nice from William Sonoma for Christmas. So it plans out. No, you're a puss. <laughs> you got out before your front teeth got out. Oh, that's not true. I've gone to plenty of Raider games. When? Name three. Well, the one time I was in the booth, 
with Delta Dental, and we had a great time. It was great. Bullshit. Raiders came down here and ran this stadium. You guys, the the Dean did you a favor. Yeah. Because you didn't have to walk through there with quivering shoulders, hoping that one of those big, six-foot-tall Raider guys on stilts looked at you and caught your wife's eye. <laughs> he did you a favor. And you should thank him, and what you all should do is send him a Christmas card. How many, what was that crowd today? It was, it was sold out, but it was all it was all Raider fans. It was, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. Ins- Dude, it was. It was What's he going to do? The like, guy, all bullshit aside. Well, the guy next to me said, I mean, this one's worse than the, the Vikings, worse than the Steelers. I don't know. I thought all of them were just terrible. They're all bad. They're all they're all bad. And I just, I, trust me, I don't fucking feel for Dean one way or another. I just, I don't give a shit. I mean, no. again, the way I look at it is I used to drive and cover the games. It was a 20-minute drive to Qualcomm. I wish they were still here. Instead, I have to sit there and drive two hours each How? way and drive back and and you, you deal with it. But you're right. Next year, when they're in that brand-new stadium, there are going to be a lot of empty fucking seats. Dave, this and, is it. Uh, as much as I love fucking around and messing with just guys. Just to get the fans all fired well, up. Well, listen, in, yeah. all, in all reality, 95% of my last 10 minutes is bullshit just to <laughs> mess with you. But... But there is a lot of it. Nobody in this town was doing anything to they keep it. They didn't do anything. There. Dean said, somebody jerked me off. And San Diego said, not us. And L.A. said, we'll do it. Guess and he, that's where he's at. He's I, getting off. Dave, I said, Eddie, get over there and bring the lotion. <laughs> and he went. Eddie's in L.A. Jeez. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> can't talk about it. I just go to my hugging pillow. Um, but look, this is what I would like to know. And of course, nobody ever asked this in the paper. Nobody says shit on sports talk radio locally, yeah. right? Because nobody knows what the hell to do. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. When you're Dean and you go to the Super Bowl or you go to the owners meetings, which there's plenty of, when Telesco goes to the GM meetings or any of these league meetings... You're in rooms with everybody else. You're yeah. there with Arthur Blank and Jerry Jones, the Will family, uh, Bob Kraft, and, I mean, just the list goes on and yeah. on. And the other guy that's in that room is Stan Kroenke. And how do you go in that room? What angle do you take to try to spin to Roger Goodell, to the to the network executives and everybody else that, hey, this is fine? Why? When do you go in with your Alfred E. Newman grin and say, what me worry? And and Dave, San Diego is not the cards. But if you are the league, and it's not going back to St. Louis. God, when these no guys way. come on and act like he's going to go to St. Louis. Dave, you have a major disaster on your hands. Major. And you're going to go into that brand new SoFi Stadium that is going to be $5 billion dollars. You can't do anything to carry your weight. You're basically the XFL team. Yeah. You are the LA Wild Cards, right? Selling season ticket packages for a hundred bucks a pop. How do you look around at your peers if you're Dean or Telesco or Jeannie Bonk, the business director, and go, hey, we got this. You guys are panicking. If you're Goodell looking at this tonight, knowing it's the final game in Carson and you're going, God damn, how did we let it get here? Really, maybe that should be the guy. Uh, if, if Instead of blaming 
Faulkner, instead of blaming Dean, all of those guys take responsibility. Sherman has a role in Kate and Gloria. Yeah. The guy we should blame should be Jerry Jones, and it should be Goodell. Roger Goodell. You know, it's for funny. letting that happen. I literally had this conversation with the guy next to me today. I just we looked out there, and you're just going. To, you said you're watching, and you're looking at the Raider fans. Yeah, I go, man, the NFL really fucked this up. They really did. I go, it was obvious the city of LA wanted the Raiders here. You know, Stan yep. Kroenke didn't want the Raiders. That's what you say to Stan. You know what, Stan? Fuck you. If you want LA, you're gonna have to share it with the Raiders. If you want to stay in St. Louis, you go ahead and stay in St. Louis. You got a team in St. Louis, you stay there. We're going to bring the Raiders here, and we're going to bring the, the Chargers here. We're going, to, we're going to figure out something for the Chargers, but the Raiders need to come back here. The Chargers would, should have been the team in Vegas. We all know that Spanos has the relationship with the mayor of Vegas. The mayor of Vegas used to come to the Charger games when they were here in San Diego for years. And you go, the L.A. wants the Raiders. Right now, the NFL is struggling. I mean, what can you, what can you do with Los Angeles? You kept them out of L.A. for way too long. Way too long yeah. to take the NFL out. You raised a whole generation of people that weren't NFL fans. They were USC fans, college football fans. Now USC's in the shitter. They aren't even football fans. Yeah. It's Laker season and Dodger season and King season in LA. That's well, what it is. The team should be here. And what should have happened is the league should have said to Dean, you got to go. You have to go. Because we're not just throwing rose petals at your feet and letting you mail it in and go to L.A. We can't do that. L.A. is too big a market. And quite frankly, Dean, you're not qualified to be in there. It's hard. That, the scary thing is if you start kicking owners out, then if you're an owner of another team, you're going, fuck, could I be next? Like yeah. if you're, You know what I'm saying? You go, wait a second. Because, Dean, it's not going to work in San Diego with you. It's just not. It wasn't. And we're not taking you to L.A. So... It's, it's a clusterfuck. It's really bad. And we're not going to let that team move either. Yeah, it's really bad. They came off a 12-4 and four season last year. I thought they needed to go even further this year to even start gaining any traction. They yeah. took such a big step backwards this season. You just said it when we started the show. They're about to go through the whole season losing to every team in the division twice. Somebody would have bought that team. Somebody would have bought that oh, team. Oh, yeah. And then somebody I, – I look at Steve Ballmer with the Clippers – and look, that's the NBA in LA, but it's a Lakers town. But Steve Ballmer went in and bought it and is now bought cheap land in Inglewood. You know, we'll say goodbye to the church's chicken on prairie. And he's gonna build that arena down there. Yeah. I I mean, look, it would have had to San Diego and the state of California, but especially the city of San Diego, would have had to figure out a way to help whether it was in Chula Vista or Escondido, Oceanside, or anywhere else. But what the league would have had to say was, look, if you're out and we can find, I don't know, Pete Seidler's that guy. I just, uh, Joe Sy, right? I mean, Joe Sy. Joe Sy the money. Yeah. Dean, we got to hit the reset button. We don't want to leave that market. We love it. There are fans there that are just pissed with you. But we bring a new owner in that's going to go back to the 63 AFLs because you're too much of a dipshit to realize it. And we're going to get a guy in there that's going to rejuvenate this fan base. We know what San Diego is because it was there in the 60s. It was there in the 70s. It was there in the 80s. And it was there for part of the 90s. And we feel like we can bring it back, but you're not going to be a part of it. What if you sit there and you said to Dean, we want you to change franchises? Would Dean have changed franchises? Uh, you know with our I mean? luck, we would have got Jimmy Haslam. Well, it's, an, it's actually the name that came up in my head. Was it, say, Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns, oh. and you get Los Angeles, Dean, you get the Browns. 
Uh, well, I don't again, think Dean would do it. I don't think Dean would have taken Cleveland. No. No, but uh, again, you're focusing on L.A. The league should be here in San Diego. That The league should be here. They, no, mean, but only if an owner built a stadium is what you're saying. I think if it was an owner, I think there was so much animosity between this entire city, local politicians, and fans. I don't think anything would have got built here by the by the voters ever. Uh, different owner. I mean, we still don't have a new sports arena. Different. Well, I mean, where's Joe? Si? I'm gonna start it right now. Joe Si, let's open up the pocketbooks, buy a new sports arena. Let's yeah, go. Joe, come on, Willis, and let's yeah. and get me a new car too. Let's go. Yeah, let's go, Joe. Oh, he knows. He knows a, an arena wouldn't be. You can't make any money with an arena down here. But uh, shit, I don't know that you can make money with the stadium. But if you own the NFL team, yeah. And all of a sudden, it, uh, David, it wouldn't be in the city limits. That's why I'm saying you'd have to go outside. You'd have to go to Chula Vista. You'd have to go to somebody else where you don't have to worry about city vote, county vote. But it would have had to be somebody. But but the league ultimately is the one most responsible because they're the parent in this. They're the judge in the divorce it's, 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 it's between butchered. the city and the team. It's butchered. A couple things really bad. strange happened today. It was Again, it was the last game ever in Carson. Thank goodness. I mean, the Raider guys today, I was in the Raider locker room after the game. They're going, what the fuck? <laughs> like, right. like, this is crazy. Yeah. And I go, dude, you think it's bad now? You should have been here when the Vikings were here last week because the Vikings had more media travel with them than any team I've seen. You couldn't move. I mean, not only can you not move with just guys that are normal small media guys, you got giant football players with all their bullshit, yeah. all their gear, everything. You couldn't move. You can't, And everyone's like, this is disrespectful. I think it was uh, Jalen Richard said to me today. He goes, this is disrespectful to the visiting team. As bad as the Oakland Coliseum is, we do a better job for the teams that come in than this. And I go, well, this is the last game. He goes, last game ever. I go, the last game ever here. And I go, they're, they're moving. <laughs> so the game starts, Jeff. And, you know, the national anthem goes. Kind of curious to know other people that were in the, in the stands that saw what I saw. But we're standing up in the press box, national anthem goes, and you're looking at the video screen, and you can see six airplanes are about to fly right over the top of the stadium. Uh -huh. That happens all the time. Yeah, sure. So you're going, okay, there you go. There's the, the big screen, and you see the six planes. Well, she's done singing. There's no flyover. And you're like, was that like fucking Capricorn 1, like fucking fake TV shit that planes were coming from like an old game? There was no, we never Did they time it wrong? No, there was no fucking planes. Like they hit the goddamn uh, Bermuda Triangle. They disappeared. They were, Whoa. Was, my thing was, what were we watching on the big screen? Yeah. It looked like they were 100 yards away. Watching and then all the of a Niners sudden, game? Yeah, no planes. I didn't see shit. And then those, and this is where Dean and everyone at the Chargers fucks up all the time. They decide they're going to take these giant cannons and they're going to load them with fucking t-shirts. Oh, uh, yeah. And they're going to rifle them into the crowd. Okay? It's a poof. Right. Instead of having cheerleaders throw five or six at a time. They shoot out like a thousand T-shirts. Well, what do you think fucking happened? The they Raider all, fan. they all the Raider fans threw them back on the field. Oh God! I don't want this shit. <laughs> now you got it. It was, it was embarrassing as hell. They don't want a fucking free Charger shirt of a team they didn't fucking want oh, to support. Man. I was like, know your know your audience. It was crazy as hell. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. Can't you see it's all black? They Why are, would you guys send Charger shirts into the crowd? They're the Washington Generals. Oh my God, it's horrible. They are. They are. I don't know if they're a uh, more inept organization. They easily win California, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they step in it more than anyone I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I mean, the pods can laugh at them. Yeah. Oh, but, easily. I mean, they are as unbelievable as it gets. And that, to me, uh, it's easy for me to say because they were never my team. Yeah. But they just, God, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I don't know why all of you are still so emotionally attached to them. Like, now that they're gone, it, they're that they're that psycho ex that you had. That when you get away from them and you go, wow, okay. And who, who cares that you had 25 years of history? Big deal. You had one Super Bowl. The Niners ran you off the field. Could, like, push the reset button. Can you imagine, like, when your divorce is final, that mm-hmm. you pay someone to fly over her house with fucking signs talking well, about sign her? sign guy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's how ridiculous it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, it'd be great. It it is well, so fucking insane. What does side guy do now? Like now yeah. what? Where do you go? Where do you go get your claim? A nice dude. This is no anything personal against him, but like, what do you do now? And and there's, uh, look, I, I'll just say this: Can sign guy fly over the new stadium? I don't think no. he can. He's too close to LAX. Wait, yeah, don't. He's gonna get shot down. He's gonna keep flying over Carson. All the guys from the galaxy are gonna be like, "What? He knew." <laughs> um, this is the thing, and we—that's <laughs> it right there. They're like, "Dean, who's Dean, and why is he? He has a small penis. What? Uh, yeah, what's he doing with what? this sign?" Um, I don't know, man. I guess it's just this time of year. I look at different things that catch my interest, and the thing that caught my eye the other day, of all places, on social media was a note that had gotten out from a seven-year-old kid named Blake who was in a domestic violence shelter. And this kid's in a shelter. He writes a letter to Santa, and he basically says he's scared and he's nervous. There's other kids there. And he asked Santa for a new dad. He's like, I want a new dad because uh he and his mom had to start over and you read this thing you go dude he's a seven-year-old kid and nobody should be like that at the holidays so you wrote back let's send a picture of your mom yeah we'll see what i can do let's see i'm single <laughs> single and ready to mingle well let's not get hey you all right over there ah dang blindy um so right you look into that you go man that's that's just kind of it yeah and with all respect to sign guy or anybody else, whatever you spent, that kid's down in Texas. They're kids tonight. Uh, the Alpha Project is safe. Everybody there is safe. But there are shelters and domestic violence shelters up and down the coast. They're here in San Diego. There are kids in this community tonight that might be hungry or scared like a seven-year-old kid. And I'm not saying you have to do it for that. But instead of wasting your mind and your attention and your money to do that for 10 minutes and 25 Twitter views, why wouldn't you look and go, hey, what can I do to make an impact, a positive impact? What can I do to make a positive impact on this community? And maybe a lot of you have done that. Maybe a lot of you have. And if you have, congratulations. Good on you for doing it. Um, but that, that's what I look at. I'm like, he's not looking at it. And if he does having dealt with him a lot, I don't believe it has any impact. So to me, that money is wasted money. Yeah. 
and it could have been used better, especially this time of year. But but those domestic violence shelters are not open for just two weeks. They're open 52 weeks. And, dude, I'm just, you know it, Dave. I know it as a parent. Man, there's nothing better than being a parent. Some people don't get that. And, unfortunately, the kids are the ones that take the brunt of it. So instead of worrying about Dean, yeah. take that energy and take a few bucks and put it in the right direction and see how much better you feel about it tomorrow, especially when you know the impact you made on on those kids. And I'm telling you, it's going to be one of the best things you've ever done. I know because we just did it the other day at my job. Cool. We just sent a 17-pound box worth of stuff down there. No, not looking for attention or anything else. We just did it. Because there's a lot of parents in the office, and we had the ability to do it. We had a lot of things that we thought uh, kids, infant of 15, 16, uh, boys and girls, whether it was uh, games or cards or a lot of different things, we hope they're going to like it. They'll yeah. have it tomorrow. Cool. And, uh, and yeah, th- that's just what I would say. I would say take all that frustration, turn it into a positive, and, uh, and you'll feel a lot better. Yeah, no, and, that's and that. probably like I said, I'm not implying you guys aren't doing that. I think probably a lot of you are doing it and probably do it more often even than we do. But yeah. but you'll you'll find that it's uh, much easier to forget about stuff like that football team when you when you're making a positive impact on somebody who doesn't have the ability to do it for themselves. What age did you realize that uh, you're getting more out of giving than receiving? I know it's, well, uh, it's, a, it's a strange question to ask, but I, I always find it interesting when some people never get it and some people that do get it, when they get it, they realize, how come I didn't figure this out sooner? Well, it's very funny you bring that up because my kids uh, this year at age 12 have talked about contributing and helping buy presents. And I have said to them for a couple of weeks, um, hey, this is great. Like, I really think this Christmas is going to be good. And then we had a situation today where we had a little stocking stuffer for their mom that ran about 10 bucks. Yes. And I said to one of them, but out of respect, I won't mention Jack's name. I said, hey, you know what? This is a little stocking stuffer for your mom. You want to kick in five bucks for that? No. And I go, oh, really? <laughs> I go, oh, no shit. Okay. I go, that's fine. Listen. I go, listen. I'll cover the whole goddamn 10 bucks, but I want you to know this. Next time we're fucking Target and you start saying, hey, they have this, they have that. Guess what I'm going to say? Is it more than the five bucks you saved on your mom? Because if it is, tough shit. Maybe next year, buddy. Beat it. Yeah. So, and his brother's just like, whoa. I'm like, don't you whoa me. I don't need it. You had a good day yesterday, but guess what? Your last good day was yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd like to think 12 till my fucking tightwad kids change that bullshit. <laughs> I laid into them. I go, what the fuck? Are you serious? Oh, really? I go, God damn. I go, you better hope she doesn't find out. I said, next time, your ne- your next goddamn shoes are coming from Big Lots. I'm sure they got plenty of nice shoes over there. You can get that in a big can of beans, you asshole. <laughs> you better hope you get a can open your stocking. Yeah. It's going to be hard to fucking eat That's those it. beans. And he knew it, too. 
I go, I can't wait till next time we're at Target. You're like, oh, guess what they have? And I'm going to say, I'm not going to because you don't need it. Your poor mom cried all night. Your poor mom cried all night. All night long. All night long. Fucking tight wad. <laughs> Are you done shopping for your kids for Christmas? Oh, I'm done now. <laughs> that's what I told him. Oh, that's funny. I go, I was going to go on. And I hate to do this, but I'll yeah. tell you in a second. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, I'm a big believer in support the little guy. Yeah. I am. I, I love support the little guy. Mysterious Galaxy is a great book. Uh, bookstore, Warwick's, all that. But goddamn, they won't overnight it to my house like that goddamn <laughs> Amazon Prime. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Boy, that Amazon Prime. Goddamn. It's amazing. I know. Yeah. I feel like Frank the Tank when you're like, it just it hits your mouth. Yes. God, you just ordered from your phone. It's going to be easier. I just put it on the Dave and Jeff Show company credit card. Yes. Dave will pay that bill. God damn, it's all delivered. You can order shit right now. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I got this thing. See right behind you. See that giant box? Yeah. All right. The only thing that much funny, my wife said to me, "What do you want for uh, What do you want for Christmas?" Like, I don't need anything. I go, but you know what I want is I bought a a, a truck a couple months ago, and mm-hmm. it didn't come with the running boards where you step on oh, to yeah. step into the truck. And well, I, I'm tall enough; it's not a big deal for me. But anyone else, they're like, "Fuck, this thing's up here." Yeah. So I said, "I, I want to grab that." I go, "Shit, I can find it for like two hundred and forty dollars, but you got to put it in yourself." Well, that fucking box came in like less than twenty four hours. Unbelievable. It weighed like eight hundred fucking yeah. pounds. Yeah. And you want to talk about the Christmas spirit? I left for the Charger game today. My neighbor down the street called Josh at 1030, and he goes, what are you doing? And he says, I'm watching uh, football. He goes, you want to, you want to help me uh, put these on for your dad so when he comes home, it's on your truck? And he fucking put them on. They're on right now. Uh, you There's wanna, your Christmas spirit right there. That That's a great neighbor. You want to hear a bad neighbor story? Yeah. I could tell this. I got a bad neighbor story to tell you, and you know who it is. I'm going to rat them out tonight. I could tell this. Because we've been cleared, um, I'm, I'm going to do it in general terms. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to say the name. Go ahead. My my day job, we sell collectibles, sports collectibles, and so we had a guy that um, was trading cards. Yeah, we had a guy um, on the well, just let's just say in the United States. Okay, I don't okay. need to get specific, but a guy in the United States. Ordered some trading cards, and he was excited because he was going to get them in time for Christmas, and he was going to open them with his seven-year-old son. Really great. Kind okay. of fun, right? Yes. Not, not looking to get rich, just wanted the fun of, hey, let's pop open packs and see if we get some of our favorite players, and off we go. So he gets a notice last week that the package has been delivered. So he's super excited. He wants to get home. And uh, get everything wrapped, getting ready for Christmas Day. Well, he gets home, and uh, a package isn't anywhere to be found. So he's frustrated because we've all seen these guys, porch yeah. people sneaking up onto your porch and stealing your items. But he's fortunate in the fact that he has a 70-year-old neighbor. And this neighbor, um, like you said, Dave, the kindness... Not of strangers. They have a good friendship. And this neighbor will go and sometimes (coughs) move the packages into his house so that nothing gets stolen. Yep. 
So our customer goes next door, rings the doorbell, and the gentleman shows up and he's incredibly sad. And he says, hey, neighbor. <laughs> Is that what he says? Hey, neighbor. Uh, uh, I don't know. But he said, hey, I was waiting on a package today from so-and-so company. And it says it was delivered. Did you see it? And the man sadly says, yes. And he says, oh, well, did you, do you have it? And the man says, yes. I guess is great. Well, I'll just pick it up. And the 70 year old neighbor proceeds to tell him that he was so excited to see what it was. He opened every <laughs> item. <laughs> every pack. What a jerk. Like, and it was a lot of packs. It struck us so funny. We laugh. He's like, a, he's like the cat in charge of the canary, but he's 70. So the great thing is, holy shit! The guy, the original guy, like us. Yeah. the The neighbor's gonna replace everything. The guy, and it was all just kind of you know your basic stuff like you get at a retail store. But the guy's letting our company write a blog story about it. Both he and the neighbor. He's sending us a picture of both of them, and we're sending him a ton of cool shit. That's cool. But I love. It struck me. Would, so, why the fuck would he even confess to it? He said he was like a little kid. Oh, my God. And he God. goes, I couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. My mom told the story that when my mom was little, uh, she and my uncle, um, my grandmother told me that it was a Christmas. And my, my I think my mom was like nine and my uncle was like seven. Yeah. And my grandmother and my grandfather were really happy because they had bought my mom and my uncle a lot of cool stuff. And as they were opening it, they were like, oh, hat, shirt. And they couldn't figure it out. And they found out later on that my mom and my uncle had opened everything and then rewrapped it. Oh, Jesus. And so that was a, oh, I used to love getting my grandmother all fired up about that story. She's freaking up all the time. I go, God, look at how nice those packages are. I go, how many do you think my mom's opened and rewrapped? <laughs> can you believe she did that? I go, yeah, I can. Yes, I can. She made me walk on a broken foot. <laughs> of course I can. What's the bad neighbor story you got? All right. So here's the deal. This year, we're throwing a New Year's Eve party. Yes. We, 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 it's always we, fun. We've done it for years. We didn't do one last year. It wasn't a good year. We didn't do it. No. So this year, we said we're going to bring it back. It's not a crazy party. It's whatever. I don't know. 30 to 50 people, depending how, how many I invite. But the way I did it, Jeff, I did it through Facebook. Okay. Okay. Sure. So it's just a select few people that I invited. Most of them are friends like you, people that are right. very close to us. Uh, a lot of them I've, I've coached their kids, and there are a few people I try and bring in. Well, I have a new neighbor down the street. Oh, yeah. Sean Walchef. Walchef. And I said to my wife, I'm going to put Sean on this list. Sean is a good guy. Of course. Everyone we know has eaten at this restaurant one time or another. They love the food. Right. Sean doesn't know anybody in this neighborhood. This, this is going to be, be a nice. That's a nice, nice gesture, gesture right? Wonderful. And so when you go to a Facebook invite, it's either yes, yeah, no, or maybe. Right. Well, all the yeses come through. Right. And then there's like one no. And then, sorry, we're out of town. No big deal. I don't care if you come or not. It's just you answer. Right. Don't fucking click maybe. Maybe shows that, hey, I'm going to say maybe. I'm going to wait and see if Kaplan takes me out on the boat again. That's what I was going to say. Sorry I'm not going to offer a ticket on our fucking yacht with Burt Grossman. And Ernie Hahn. And wait for a better fucking opportunity on New Year's Eve. So you're going to click maybe. Yeah. Hey, maybe I'm going to fucking take it off right now. Do it. Maybe it's gone. Gone. How's that? 
I like it. Maybe Off your invite's goes. fucking gone. And send it to Phil. Yeah, I'm going to invite Phil from Phil's Barbecue fucking Corbin, over. Corbin's Barbecue. I'm going to find every fucking barbecue guy in this town and invite him to my New Year's Eve party. And then I'm going to take a picture and we're going to send it to that cocksucker. Maybe. Maybe you can yeah. kiss my ass. Fucking guy would never have known Lisa Ann if we didn't force him to cater our event yeah. for free. But all of a sudden... Yeah. How about that? We didn't... See what we did there? We made you feed like 200 people on your dime. Yeah. But all of a sudden now Lisa Ann's yeah. here. For- yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How about the fact that he's got two young kids? A new baby. He's got a restaurant that's going to be open on New Year's Eve. We don't want to hear any of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, what's this maybe bullshit? Yeah. What are you and Jim Trotter going to do? Yeah. Waiting for Jim to have it. See if he's having a party. Fuck. Fuck. Maybe. The one maybe is this asshole. How's he an asshole? Jeez. What's this maybe? Maybe shows <laughs> me you're waiting for a better opportunity. He has no idea. Yeah, no. What? Tomorrow when he hears this, he's going to lose his shit. <laughs> what? What? David, I- come. Yeah. He's like, I'm just waiting. The maybe is waiting to hear you say, great, you cooking for me. That's it. I'm going to write him back. You can't say maybe because I already told everyone you're, you're the one that's yeah, you're the food. Yeah, you're Oh, shit. See? Uh, see? No good, no, good, no good deed goes unpunished. Fuck. Who is going to be here that I know? I don't know, man. I, you know everybody that's going to be there. All right. That's, that's fine. That's, that's going to All right. Oh, shit. I did something so today, too, that I, I know you would go, it's kind of weird, but I'm going to ask you if you had the opportunity. Sure. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask your, 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 my question to you first, and then I'm going to tell you what I did. All right, let me hear it. If you're in a room with, with Drew Pearson. Oh, yeah. Formerly the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Just, just you and Drew. Yes. What, what are you asking Drew? 100% about the Hail Mary. Did you push off? He did push off. That's what it's you're going to hundred percent. That's what you're going to ask him, correct? But it would be, listen. What are you going to say? How are you going to present it to him? I'm going to say, Drew, you ruined my life when I was a mere lad. Yeah. Because you clearly pushed off a Nate Wright. Yeah. And this is a chance for you to redeem yourself by admitting uh, you did. But before you even answer that, Drew, I just want to say... That whether you give me the right answer or the wrong answer, I'm always going to love you as uh, your career, not based on anything you did wearing the overrated star. <laughs> I'm going to love you as an athlete, what you've done and look up to you because what you did in Philadelphia at the draft is by far the funniest. I swear to God, I've never seen anything funnier than what Drew Pearson did to piss that crowd off. Yes, in Philadelphia. Yeah, no, um, I wouldn't tell him any of that. But when you ask him straight him, out, did you think you pushed off? What would you say to him? Would it come up? Just you and him, and let's say you're stuck in an elevator. 100%. Drew you would. Drew is a Viking fan. You know you pushed off. That's it, right? Right. I mean, it's all fine. You're, and, you're, you're, I can't hold it. I wouldn't tell him I love him, yeah. but I would say I could never hold but any But you want to hear him say, you're damn right I pushed off, Jeff. What if he said to you, Jeff, no, I did not. Right. You, uh, you, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, all sarcastic. Listen, yeah, I mean, what you did in Philadelphia was that should have given you the yellow jacket right there. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen at the draft. Um, but we know what you did. Yeah, that's it. 
You, it, coming up. It's funny. I was thinking of you today, and I was thinking of my, my friend Brian Loger for it's the same It's when Brian Cashman said at Kevin Towers' funeral, by the way, that was a strike. Yeah, the Mark Langston pitch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He still yeah. has the ring. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but you, you're, you're asking it. Okay, so. How many, before you go, go further, ahead. and I'm sorry to jump No in, problem. How many times do you think, do you think he's been asked about that play a lot? Only by Minnesota Viking fans like you. That's it. Only ones that have asked are Viking fans that aren't over it and never will but be over it. I will say this. I was never a Cowboy fan. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of us hated the Cowboys, but I always did like Drew Pearson. So they're, they're, yeah, uh, so, so did I. I'm trying to think like there's probably athletes where you're like, oh, I just hate that guy. I can't stand that guy. Drew Pearson was never one of those guys yeah. for me, even though he cheated on no, that. Play. No, but my thing is every team has a play where you look back on and go, we got fucked. Right. Oh yeah. The Raiders have the tuck rule. Right. Yep. The Chargers have the holy roller. Or in Marlon McCree. Everything else. There's always right. that one play that drives you crazy for the rest of your life. That Padres. Tino Martinez. Exactly. So everybody has has that. It's one. really funny, but you're probably right. And yeah. so, like, so I'm saying, if you aren't a Viking fan, you don't think about Drew Pearson. But if I say Drew Pearson to any Viking fan, immediately they're going fucking hail mary, pushed off a Nate Wright. Yeah. Everybody's thinking the same thing. Yeah. So for me as a sports fan, the one that is, was a devastating moment was the national championship game, Alabama-Clemson in Tampa. I'm at the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the last game my son will ever wear a uniform yep. for. And my wife and I are there. My best friend oh. from I grew up with, huge Alabama fan. We all go to Tampa, and we're sitting there in the end zone. Yeah. And the, the, the Clemson Tigers run a play with Hunter Renfro, who's now yeah. with the Raiders. Where the guy on the outside cuts in front, takes out two guys. Hunter Renfro goes open. And basically, it's an illegal pick play. I was just going to say, yeah, that was the play. So Hunter Renfro now plays for the Raiders. Right. And he's there today. And I was like, today's the day. Yeah. So I go down in the locker room, all right? And everybody wanted to talk to Hunter. And I waited till everybody basically disappeared. There, there are about five guys around. A couple media guys and a couple players. But everything's calmed down. Most guys are out of the locker room. And he goes, he's sitting there. And if you look at him, Jeff, he looks like he's 32. Never, right. never been in a fucking gym. No. He what he, a catch, though, today. What a play. He was great. I mean, he was, he was really great. You look at him, you go, how the fuck did the Patriots not draft him? He looks yeah. like a Patriot. And so I said to him, hey, Hunter, I go, my son Josh was a backup quarterback at Alabama. And he's like, what's his name? And I go, Josh Pally. He goes, okay. And I got, I got to ask you one question. And I'm wearing a T-shirt. So you see my Alabama tattoo. Yeah. And he goes... I go, was that an illegal pick play to win the national championship? <laughs> and he does it. You know, he laughed. And then he touches my tattoo. I was like, don't fucking touch my tattoo. And he uh, he goes, well, what do you think? And I go, you're damn right it was an illegal play. And he goes, well, you guys played it wrong. And I go, played it wrong. You know, How great is that? And How great yeah. is that? So he's laughing, but I'm like, fuck. And I go, damn it. And he says to me, well, they didn't call it. And I go, <laughs> fuck, they didn't call it. But he like he knew it was an illegal yeah. play. And he goes, so we're, he, he's laughing about it. And then he says to me how, how the, the Alabama didn't play it right. And Saban should have did actually what I was thinking. Just fucking tackle everybody. Right. Get the automatic pass interference. Time comes off the clock. And now you have to make Clemson either kick the game time field goal or you're going to go for it. And and he said, we would have kicked the field goal. That's what he said. Oh, we would have oh, gone over time. We would have not have. Yeah. And I said, man, I go, fuck. I go, number one, it seems like you were in, at Clemson for 10 fucking years. I go, you're the longest in your yeah. college football I've ever seen. Two, my favorite team fucking drafts you, so now i got to root for this motherfucker. And yeah. he died laughing, dude. 
And I go, I just want to let you know, I haven't slept in three fucking years. <laughs> and he laughed like you did. And I fucking walked out, dude. But I asked him. And then I was like, I know Jeff would have fucking asked Drew Pearson. So that was my one time. I got an opportunity to bring it up to him. I could tell you the one I had. And it wasn't even me. But I was right there when it happened. I worked at KFMB with uh, Chuck Fritch. Yeah. Who was one of my favorite guys. We're sitting on the bench. Uh Padres dugout, first base side, when Jody Reed played for San Diego. And this was a couple hours before the game when they're just kind of shagging flies. And Jody Reed was really cool. He yeah. was great. And Chuck said to him, um, like we'd had him on the show a few times, and he goes, Jody, I, I'm not being disrespectful, but he goes, after what happened with the Dodgers, do you keep your agent or do you fire your agent? And Reed had his glove and was on the way out as Chuck was saying it, yeah. tightening up. It's a great question. And Jody Reed goes, man, bring that up on the show. He goes, nothing has ever been blown out of proportion more than that story. That's absolutely not what happened. I never got a chance to clear my name. I'll tell you exactly what happened and the whole deal. And it's been, Jesus, however long it's been, 20 years or whatever. He was incredibly candid. And I think the way that it was said was <clears throat> basically that the numbers had been thrown around, yeah, but the, it had the, never been officially Yeah, for the people offered. who are confused, the Dodgers supposedly offered three years $18 million. Right, and he didn't take it, and, and then he got it. like a $2 million yeah. deal or whatever. Yeah, whatever he got. Yeah. yeah, and his story was that that wasn't accurate and got blown out of proportionate and he uh, had been taking the heat ever since. And it was just really funny. That's but, cool. I love the question. Yeah, but Drew Pearson having never, I don't feel like we've ever, uh, if we had him, I would have asked him in a minute. No, Drew Pearson, as you say, he's a number one. He was a good dude. And then remember he was in that car accident and his brother died with him. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it was that. it was a horrible yeah. car accident. But he was always a good guy. He was the original '88 for the Cowboys. Yeah, before Michael Irvin before and Irvin. Des Bryant. Oh yeah, I would have brought it up to him in a minute. Yeah, but good. But you have to know certain guys, like what they are. And what I found in the media is, if you're respectful to the player, yeah, and not kissing ass, but you're just respectful, they'll talk about all that. Yeah. They'll talk about all those games, right? Romo was great when Bill Romanowski used to come on. Yeah, he was. Lean one. <laughs> Josh Rosenberg, every time Josh Rosenberg's <laughs> body changed because uh, he just loved asking Romo about lean one. That's funny as shit. Bill, I remember that. I'm 5'10", 145 pounds, and I can't put any weight on. And then the next time, Bill, I'm 5'9". I'm 211. I can't cut the lean one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's funny, man. And, and good for Hunter Renfro that he he, yeah, he, he laughed probably, the whole way through. Yeah, of course. He laughed the whole way through. Dude, here's here's another move that made me laugh in that Raider locker room today was Derek Carr is at the end. And the way it goes is to the podium goes the head coach and goes the quarterback. All right, yep. this makes it easier for everyone just to fucking get him out of the room because everybody tries to go to the quarterback. And so Derek Carr, is, he's, he's dressed, but no one's even talked to him. Like, everyone knows the rules. Don't even right. talk to him. You'll talk to him at the podium. 
And he tells one of the equipment managers, I want you to yell out, Derek Carr's going to the podium. And this guy quietly, Derek Carr's going to the podium. That's not how you do it. And he tells the guy like five <laughs> times to do it. Doesn't do it. And he just yells it up. Derek Carr's going to the podium. And I turn around to look. It was him that said it. Yeah. I'm like, what? Are you talking to the third person? He's like, I got to do everything around this team. How was uh, Gruden? I didn't go and see Gruden this time. Last time I called Gruden out last year. For what? Because the the Chargers law, uh, Chargers beat him, okay. and Amari Cooper had one ball thrown to him. This one, Amari yeah. Cooper's on the team, and the question was, "Hey, what's did the deal?" You with start the, the question with my son played with Amari. No, Cooper? I did not. Right. I, actually, Josh never played with Amari. But okay, uh, you and I had Amari on there. Remember when we yes. did the Fox show? So I, I said, um, "How does Amari Cooper only get the ball thrown to him one time?" Hey, man, Chargers did some things defensively there where they kind of took him out of the game. I go, Antonio Bryant gets the ball all the time, and he gets about ten balls a game. I go, that's on the, oh. the coaching. And next thing he was fucking traded to the goddamn Cowboys like yeah, two weeks later. Oh, great. But it was, it was, <laughs> it was, he didn't have faith in the guy. Obviously, he wasn't a yeah. fan of this. By the way, the Cleo Mack deal looks like a genius move by the Raiders. Right. The guy has seven sacks this year. What happened? Yeah, shitty year. Yeah. And the Bears, who needed definitely draft picks, not making yeah. the playoffs. Guess what? Nope. The Raiders are getting those. Too bad. Too bad, assholes. Asshole. <laughs> Did you see Mahomes tonight? I know you're in the car. I had it on the radio. You, the Mahomes deal, did you see what he did on the touchdown pass? No. He signaled with his hands what number of draft pick he was be oh, because wow. the Bears took Trubisky too. Oh, love it. Yeah, it was a big fuck you back to Chicago. All right, love I got it. this, and then I got, of course, everybody's favorite yep, game. Let's go. Uh, how old are they and how much are they worth? All right, first of all, I want to mention Brian Curry. He's selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. Look, if you're looking to make a change in 2020, a new neighborhood, a new house, you're looking to downsize, you're looking Talking for a bigger you, place. Chef. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should start thinking about moving out. Right now, you've already burned bridges in the neighborhood. <laughs> just put the Christmas lights up. You just moved in like Thanksgiving. But right now, I'm going to put a for sale sign right on your property. <laughs> maybe I will. We'll see. Again, Brian Curry is your guy. He's the best in San Diego. He's my guy as well. Call Brian Curry. Anything having to do with the real estate, if you have questions about the market, which way it's going, He's the best. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. It's amazing, man. It really is amazing how many different neighborhoods. We're in Claremont last night. Yep. And Claremont is just, I don't know where we all think of it. It's just kind of one of those neighborhoods in the middle. Yeah. You don't really think too high or too low. But it was with my sons. They mm. wanted to see some lights. And all of a sudden, you just start walking. You go, damn, that is a really nice house. Lawn's perfect, hedges are great, plenty of parking, clean, safe, the whole thing. And that's just right there in Claremont. Yep. And I think, Dave, the point of that being there's probably a lot of neighborhoods that we only know our individual bubble, where we live, where we go for work, maybe where your buddies live, and that's about it. But as you're getting ready to make a 30-year commitment when you buy a house, you really need somebody to look out for you to say, hey, have you ever considered Mission Hills? Have you ever considered Lucadia? Have you ever thought about Claremont? And all of those that you may not have been to, and this neighborhood last night would have been perfect, man. You're right by a grocery store. You're right by the freeway. There's an elementary school and a high school close by. And again, having lived here forever, I would have never thought of it. That's why you want Brian. 20 years doing it at the highest level He's going to find neighborhoods that you know, 
but he's also going to let you know about the neighborhoods you may not think of that may be perfect for your needs. Nobody better. That's why we love having him part of the show. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about it. as the year comes to an end, many people will make New Year's resolutions and get out of debt. Someone commit to making a home purchase and they want to help make that happen as soon as possible. Dan Williams can help you with this and it can make everything become a reality as far as getting yourself in a better situation financially. As a Dave and Jeff listener right now, Dan Williams can help you get a complete credit report. He can also help you with a debt uh, elimination strategy. All this for free from Dan, just because you're a Dave and Jeff listener. Normally, this is a $195 expense, but Dan is going to give you until January 15th at no charge to make it happen. All you have to do is call him. Tell him you're a Dave and Jeff listener. His number is 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Jeff tells you all the time how important that credit score is. Dan's the one to tell you where you stand and how to make things work for you. Well, I went from the high 700s to 140 because I invested <laughs> all of my money in playing the futures market, buying Charger PSLs. And I was convinced that if I bought 25,000 Charger PSLs, at uh, $500 a piece that as we got here ready for Christmas in 2020, guess what? Those would each be worth $50,000. And guess what? They're not worth shit. And now, <laughs> as the great Dusty Rhodes used to say, I went from dining with kings and queens to eating pork and beans. <laughs> I'm broke. Uh, no. But if you're not paying attention to your credit score, damn, you can be broken in no time. Yep. And I had it the other day, Dave. I think I told you. All of a sudden, I'm driving little uh, right here on the 125. Uh, rock hits the windshield. Next day, it's 31 degrees or 36 degrees, whatever it is at my house. Put that defrost on at 7 in the morning, and I just watched the oh, windshield crack. Bang! And that ends up being a hundred bucks, right? And then Christmas, and you, when your kids won't kick in five bucks for their mom's present, now you're out another five bucks. The money can add up in a hurry. You need to make sure that you have a plan in place as to uh, repay all those. Eight five eight six eight eight six eight one three is the number. When you have a financial plan in place, you can do things like we've all been doing the last couple of weeks, where you go, man. I'd like to get this Christmas present, but ooh. And then you look at it and you go, well, wait a minute. I'll follow the same strategies that I do. I'll pay this back. I'll pay this back. And then I'll be able to pay for this item, even though I can't pay cash for it today. I'll be able to pay that off. I can get the present. They're going to be happy. It's not going to impact my credit. If anything, it's going to improve my credit because the bills are paid on time. That's number one. But that's just everyday credit. It's when you bring the mortgage in that has to be number one where things can get a little tricky. And that's why you need Dan on your side because Dan's going to say, yes, you can cover the mortgage, but when the insurance comes up, the registration comes up, Christmas comes up, the cracked windshield comes up, you'll be able to handle all of it. Believe me, know what you don't know, uh, and that is how to stay out of debt but Dan can help you get there, and he's a, uh, a number you need to know, 858-688-6813. Absolutely. As Jeff just mentioned, it's been a little bit cold the last couple of days. Well, guess what? That warm weather's coming around the corner. Guess what would be fantastic with it? It's a brand-new pool from TaylorMade Pools. Alan Taylor's your guy, 619-449-4452. 
That's his number, 619-449-4452. Again, more than 20 years he's been making perfect pools all over San Diego. He can look at the different designs with you. The 3D designs with the virtual tours are amazing. Again, Alan Taylor is your guy for the perfect pool. Make your backyard a staycation. Give Alan a call this holiday season. Yeah, rain coming tonight. Going to rain throughout the holidays, uh, which is kind of a drag. But you're hearing by next weekend, warm weather. And we have had really not bad. Yesterday was an unbelievably beautiful day uh, in San Diego. Mid-70s, right? No wind, yep. the whole thing. Uh, pro football on. You had three football games. Wouldn't it have been great to just barbecue and hang out in the back by your pool? Uh, the remodels are a great way to go for so many of you. But after you've bought the house that you can now pay for, use Dan Williams to set up the financial plan because, yes, you've got the house, but now you've got the backyard that's going to be insanely cool that everybody's going to be jealous of so that when you invite them over next year for a beach party or a pool party, I should say, nobody's going to click maybe. They're going <laughs> to click yes. And they're going to click yes because they know that they're going to have a tailor-made pool to hang out and frolic in. And they're going to love it. Also, don't forget about Kyle Fluger. Your website is just around the corner. You need a perfect website. Again, Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Hinge and Rue signs with the Blue Jays tonight. Let me ask you, would you have done that deal if you're the Padres? I didn't see Four years, $80 million. No, I would not have. Way too... uh, Too much money for you? Yeah, way too much across the board. I wouldn't have done the Bumgarner deal, the Keiko deal. I mean, I really wouldn't have. At least, Dave, we always complain about that team uh, not spending smart money. Had they signed any of those guys, I don't know that any of those deals would have. Zach Wheeler, nope. Just uh, it was a different market this year. And so, no, while I'm I'm frustrated by a lot of the things that team does, uh, staying out on those guys, no. I would not have done that. Four years for uh, for Rue at $80 million, no way. Hurt all the time. Hurt all the time. Uh, Kyle Fluger, just one quick note on Kyle Fluger. Please check out our website. New blog up from our pal Jojo Tarantino. Uh, love the contributions that he makes. Uh, thank you, uh, Jojo. Check it out. David if you Jeff love baseball, when we mention so Jojo, funny. it's always baseball. Yeah, so funny. Always great. Yeah, four years, $80 million. But you have to overpay uh, in Toronto. Look, Toronto's got huge money, the Blue Jays. I enjoyed listening to Steve Phillips talk about it the other day, saying that a lot of fans look at that as uh, a, a smaller mid-market team. They they have the whole country. They own the TV rights for everything. Like, they have the yeah. dough, but sometimes you have to overpay. So, Blue Jays needed help with... Um, I know they got Tanner Rourke, but but they needed a guy. So, yeah, sometimes you got overpaid to get them. But, no, not a huge deal that the Padres missed out on. That. You know, it's funny. Right now, as, uh, as Jeff's talking, I just flipped over to the MLB channel. They have the, the team of the decade uh, on right now in front of us. It's interesting uh-huh. that they're only two National League guys. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's Andrew McCutcheon and Buster Posey are the only two are National League guys. Everyone else is an American League guy. Look at that. So your DH wow. is Nelson Cruz. Your first baseman is Miguel Cabrera. Altuve is your second baseman. Beltre is your third baseman. Lindor is your shortstop. And then you got McCutcheon, Trout, and Betts in the outfield. Pretty cool. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with anyone's list. I mean, there's there's so many great players, you know, obviously that you see, but it's kind of funny that it's that one-sided towards the American League. Yeah, different, huh? Yep. Different, but definitely definitely cool. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you're sitting here in 10 years and Tatis could be a guy. Oh, I expect Tatis to be one of those guys. Mm You know, and also some of those other guys I mentioned too, guys who I wouldn't trade for. Like obviously, when I talk about sure. Albies and and Soto and those guys, I expect them All to be on it players. as well. But as in right now, Tatis is my favorite guy that I would hold on to. I wouldn't trade him for the world right now. And I'd let him know quickly. Yep, you're my guy. You'll always be our guy. Nobody else we want wearing that uniform or playing shortstop other than you. So don't listen to the outside noise. Don't, don't don't follow Padres Twitter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's play the game. All here right. we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? Oh, I love it. I'm good at this. We're going to start off with a friend of the show, Steve Garvey. Ooh, Steve December Garvey. December 22nd. Uh, Dave Pallet. I don't know. Uh, what did he call guy. you the other day? Yeah, was it Paulette? I don't know. Paulette. He's completely disappointing. His pink sweater. Yeah. How'd I'll, that feel? And his posture didn't look very good. No, he looked all hunched over. Yeah, he didn't look very good. But I loved it. I gotta tell you, it was a, uh, I know you did. It was very disappointing. I loved it. Um, and then the, it doesn't help that Lisa Ann smokes me too. Yeah, you know? she uh, she didn't know. I I had to let her know that everything on that is good because <laughs> I think she felt bad that um, that it had gone the wrong way, and I had to tell her, no, you don't understand. That's the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> Dave's a dope. So when you shattered his dream, it uh, worked out good. I'm going to say the guard was 64. 64, really? 71. 71 Steve for the guard? 71. Retired in 87 with the pots. All right. Garve? Like, I think that deal for Garve here was like five years, 15 million when he came here. It wasn't crazy money that he got when he came here, right? So, or maybe four and 12. I, I, Say Garves worth twenty one million. That's a lot. So you aren't taken into the part where he got four girls pregnant in one year. I'm not. Yeah, because he's a friend. Remember those bumper stickers? Steve Garvey's not my padre. Yeah, Steve Garvey should be the closer. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's some child support you're paying. Nine no, million. It's, it's Five million dollars. Oh, Garves better than that. Yeah, well, someone else is better than that. Yes. All right. Five million dollars. I, I dispute that on behalf of my friend. We'll stay with baseball right here. Okay. Lefty, Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton, 74 years old. Really close, 75. 75. Damn, he was 74 yesterday. Steve Carlton, well, if the Garve's only worth five, and Garve did uh, the baseball bunch or whatever that bullshit show was he did, <laughs> Steve Carlton hasn't done anything. No. Let's say Steve Carlton's worth, uh, but he... Maybe not. It's low. I'll tell you, it's low. Eight million. One million. Really? Remember, I just, I, remember Steve Carlton went batshit crazy in 1994? I had to look it up right now. Remember he made all these anti-Semitic remarks? Oh, no. And then he, all these racist remarks. And then he came out and said Bill Clinton has a black kid that he won't talk about. He went what? crazy. Yeah, look Where? it up. It's all over the place. I looked it up because I was like, I thought Steve Carlton did something crazy. Remember Darren Dalton went crazy too? Well, I remember Darren Dalton. I think Darren Dalton ended up with brain cancer. Yeah. Yeah. But Steve Carlton, who wouldn't say a word forever, all of a sudden couldn't shut the fuck up. I don't remember. Do you remember him with the twins? Yeah, 87. Yeah. He got a ring, didn't he? He got a ring, yeah. 
He ended up with like he ended up finally his last year was like with the New York Yankees, and they didn't give him a roster spot. They said you can just use our facility to work out, and he got all pissed off and quit. Wow, yeah, one million. Do you remember him with the Giants? Yes. Yeah, where he like wouldn't go away. Was he with Toronto too? I don't know if he's with the Blue Jays. That's a good call too. Um, guy, I, I, I pulled it off the computer. I was looking at Joe Sy. See all if right. he could afford a sports arena for us. Anyway, yeah, Steve Carlton not doing so well. All right, all right, two more. Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. Did Garv is 71. I'm using Garv as my reference. Okay. I'm going to say Diane Sawyer is 76. 74. Pretty good, dude. 74. Okay. And I will give you a hint. She married a wealthy guy who passed away in 2014. Um, There's your boy up there. Top left. <laughs> the fuck's Jack Wagner doing on TV? Uh, 80 million. 80 million exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yes. How did you fucking know that one? Damn. 80 million for Diane Sawyer. Take her down? No. I never thought Diane Sawyer was attractive. Hmm. Is she your type? Is there no. any time in your life when you said, man, I'd bang Diane Sawyer? No. Okay. <laughs> but, but, man, you had dinner with her. Like, she's got stories she's going to tell you. Like, yeah. She was involved in a lot of cool things. Yeah. I'd, I would love to have dinner with her and listen to all her stories, but no, Can I'm not going to sleep with her. Can we transfer Walchefs, maybe, to Diane Sawyer? I would do that. She would be the life of the party. Yeah. I'd tell her if she shows up, I'll bring that uh, tiki black rum that we all like. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. Okay. If she likes that, I'll bring it, and we'll, we'll pour them light. We don't want to get her all hammered. We just want her to have fun and ring in 2020. I like it. All right. Walchef, you're up. Walchef's gone. All right, finally, the last one. Luther Campbell from Two Live Crew. Damn, Luther Campbell, 55. 59. Shut the fuck up. 59. 59. And I'm going to I'm gonna feel bad because I'm going to think he's worth more than he is. I'm going to say he's worth $8 million. Exactly right. Really? Dude, you nailed two of them right on the money. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, $8 million. Damn, that guy was great. That's another guy <laughs> I'd like to have at this party. Dude, if we had a party with, with Diane how, Sawyer, Luther Campbell. That would be outstanding. Luther, how long did it take you to write Welcome to the Fuck Shop? Yeah. I like that. Uh, that's great. Um, real quick, yeah. I didn't see Eddie Murphy last night. Did you watch it? I did it? watch it. I've got it recorded. Okay. How is it? There's some good things on there. It, it did, well, there's no parts on there where you go that was bad. It was the the okay. there were some things on there that were very funny. Obviously. How was J-Lo a couple weeks back? J-Lo was good. All right. J-Lo, J-Lo was, was good. Um, Eddie, it was good to see Eddie Murphy. And I imagine, I don't know the ratings, I imagine through the roof. I knew a lot of people said they were having Eddie Murphy watch parties last night. Really? People were getting together to watch Eddie Murphy. And it's not, you're going to look at it and go, well, it's not what I remember. Everything's always better in your mind. Yeah. But Eddie's, he, it was, it was, it was interesting. He makes a Bill Cosby joke. You'll yeah, like. I saw that. I saw, yeah. I saw the monologue. Okay. You saw and the I, monologue with everybody he pulled out of the, uh, yeah, I like when the white guy showed yeah. up and Keenan threw him out. Get out yeah. of here. Um, and then I saw Dave Chappelle lighting a cigarette right on yeah, the stage. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, and then I saw Mr. Robinson's okay. neighborhood. So I saw that. That was the last thing I saw. Wasn't bad. I've got the, but I got the rest recorded. Yeah, no, no, no. wasn't uh, Wasn't bad at all. All right, cool. Uh, we are back here. I think Thursday night. You good with that? Recap Christmas. We we can um, recap everything. What are your plans for Christmas? What are you doing? Um, I will be with my kids. Okay, cool. And their mom. Yeah, which is, oh, oh, by the way, congratulations to my son, Cade, who yesterday ran the Holiday Half Marathon. Really cool. Uh, ran it in 211. 
which was great. And really cool. W- listen, for him... He ran right with his mom, right? Yeah, it was great. They they ran it together. And what's funny is going to lunch with him afterwards, she said that he'd been sick. He'd been fighting bronchitis for two weeks. And so... Um, there were a lot of people he finished ahead of like a thousand people in that race which is pretty wild and so they finished but his mom was telling me yesterday that they've been training for this thing it's his third half marathon that he's done and they were training for like run six walk half and then run five walk half and then run the thing and he comes out yesterday he's like well we're running this whole thing She's like, well, we haven't trained for that. And he's like, well, too bad. We're doing it. And they did. Yeah. So kudos to both of them. I, really David, cool. super, that for me is incredibly fun. Uh, his brother and I went down and we Ubered. I guess I'll pay for it. His <laughs> fucking brother is a tightwad. <laughs> um, that's not any, I could just see using the phrase tightwad now. That's, that's not directed at anybody, right? It's not. No, I don't believe it's. Okay, uh, good. Because he is. You and Steve Carlton aren't going to be linked. <laughs> no. Um, but it was really fun because we parked in Del Mar. We took an Uber down the street. And then uh, the guy who dropped us off had run the Chicago Marathon and ran like five of them. Older guy. Yeah. And then uh, we took. Uh, Cade and his mom back to their car and the guy who gave us the Uber ride up had run like 25 marathons wow. and, and was from South uh, South America and had run like these extreme races, the whole thing. But I wanted to say thank you to Kevin. Kevin came by and said hello and 99 out of 100 times I will sit and chat the whole time. The only reason why I didn't yesterday is because with all respect to Kevin or anybody else, I wanted to get to Cade. Kate yeah. had just finished the race last time he did it. The whole, his whole thing. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And his whole time he's trying to hit me in the back with his ice bag. And so Kevin, I hope you understand, man. My whole focus was getting to him and the whole thing, but to have, uh, Kevin come up and say to me and Jack, Hey man, I love the podcast. It's just the nicest thing in the world. And I, I couldn't be more thankful for it. So, uh, yeah, we did that. And then, I got the nicest message on social media because I was with Cade yesterday and I had put his picture up and just saying, you know, like any parent, you're, you're proud of your kids. And it was great what he did. And so he and I last night are just kind of hanging out. I'm showing him some of the things um, from Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And somebody, I think it was Dino. Wrote me the nicest message, and he said, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know um, that what you're doing with your ex-wife is amazing and what it's doing for your kids, and it's just cool. Good. And uh, it was great. Like, that's a really nice thing because she and I, we get along great. Yeah. And it's it's fine, and when they were being annoying as fuck tonight, (laughs) she was like, I got them. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, That was really cool. And then I'm not going to mention the name. But I got an email this week. I got an email from a guy who mentioned this show. And he said, I hope I'm not bothering you. But you and Dave have been incredibly open about depression and yeah. anything like that. And he said that his wife had been dealing with postpartum depression and that she's in a funk. Yeah. And he said, what do I do? 
The one thing we have said 10,000 times is... You gave him Vera's phone number, didn't you? I gave him Vera's number. and go. I said, go up there and get jerked off. <laughs> if uh, Dean would have done that, he would have still been there. Right. Damn it. God, he kept it all in. Get the poison out. Make her ride the... Uh, not the... Why do I want to say... Not the Sinbad, Dave. What is it? What's the thing she had to ride? Sibian. Make Vera ride the Sibian. But, no, oh, you asshole. Um, look, the thing is, for anybody who has dealt with depression, what happened for me and how I was able to manage it or find the balance is completely different than what Jake dealt with. And it's completely different than what this gentleman's wife's dealing with. And the last thing that I would ever try to claim is to have a professional yeah. opinion. That's I don't what I say all the time. I'm not a professional. I I'll, don't I'll help you, but I, I'm not a professional, but I am happy to tell you what I did to try to find my way. And what happened was I got to the point and, uh, my ex-wife and I were dying laughing yesterday. I'll give you a perfect example. I take him. I said, "Listen, I'll take you to lunch. Let me take you to lunch. We got a restaurant that we love up in uh, in RB that they love, and it was just fun. And we were driving up, and she was saying to our sons, talking about the melting pot, where you go and they have, you know, there's different. It's just a fondue place, and they do cheese, and then you get a salad and desserts, the whole thing. And she said uh, to them, she goes, "Hey, you know, we'll figure something out." She goes, the three of us will go. I go, shit, I'll go. And she goes, stop. And I go, what? And she goes, I literally like five years ago was given a $50 gift card that I came home and said, she goes, you were, she goes, this is the craziest thing. She goes, I gave, I came home and said, Hey, and you're like, Oh, it's fine. You could take your friends. It's probably not, um, my thing. And I said to her, I go, I literally have, I remember so many things. I just said to her, I go, it just tells you where you were. And she goes, God, that is crazy. Like, it wasn't an argument. She just yeah. laughed. And she's like, kind of, uh, like, what happened happened and the and the past is behind us. But you you don't even remember shit. And I'm like, God damn. Like, that sounds so fun. And five years ago, I was like, no, mm. I don't want to do it. Go ahead. Go with your your friends. Um, But what happened for me was I realized that I was going to a place that I couldn't get out of. And I had to find a way to get out of it for, I mean, the, the marriage went away, but she's still incredibly close to me. But it was most importantly, and she knows this, it was for my sons. Yeah. I had to be there for my sons more than anything. And so what I explained to this gentleman was she did everything. She did a lot, and then you just get frustrated, and she probably quit trying, and I can't blame her for that. The change came when I wanted the change to come, not because of anything else. And then, shit, man, I've told you guys, the night I was ready to go to fucking Mexico, I just had a great night with Jack and Kate. There was nothing going on that had triggered it. I had $10,000 in the bank that was set aside for the charity. I was never going to touch that. But I had other money of my own that I was ready to go to the border and just fucking leave. Didn't give a shit. Um, but for any of you, what this means is if you just need somebody to tell you you matter, I am very happy to tell you every day you matter. And the email is jp.seth at Yahoo.
JP Dodson at Yahoo.com goes directly to my phone. I am not a doctor. I cannot write prescriptions. Steve Woods can get them for us incredibly cheap. Yes. He's got a guy. But if you just need somebody to tell you you matter, email me any fucking time because I'll take them all. And it scares me to death that I'm afraid to tell you the wrong thing. But I will share with you. I won't tell you what you need to do. I'll just tell you what I did. And if any of you get anything out of it that helps, uh, then shit, man, we've, we've done a lot more. And that's just shit we couldn't do on terrestrial radio. Can you imagine if we gave our email out no. with that fuckhead? Either one of those two fuckheads, we were... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, man, jp.seth at yahoo.com and... Just send an email, and I'll like I said, I won't tell you what you need to do. I'll just tell you what I did. And, yeah. And but what you have to do, or what she needs to do, is you just have to. It's not hitting rock bottom. It's just getting to the point where you go, "Fuck, I need help. I need help, or this thing's gonna go the wrong direction." And I was lucky, man. The first day I went in to meet a therapist, they have you do this score as far as where your mental outlook was, and on a score of one to a hundred, I was at a thirteen. 13, uh, I found, by the way, it took me three therapists before I found the right one. So if you go and that first one isn't right, don't get frustrated. Just keep trying until you find one that you connect with because I did. And then six weeks later, I went back and that 13 became a 47. And six weeks after that, I was at an 88. Cool. So she helped me get there. Um, but it's just, you need to find it within yourself to determine this is not who I want to be and I need to make those changes. And, uh, yeah, while well, I'm bummed that the, the marriage is gone, uh, I'm thrilled that she and I are close and I really sincerely appreciate that other people notice it, but, um, it was about Jack and Kate. It wasn't about me or her. You know, yesterday I had, um, uh, it was our last high school baseball practice before cause the rain's coming, as you said. So yeah, Probably till Saturday we're supposed to have our first like winter ball game, and so again I, I, I coach high school baseball at Benita Vista. Right now it's it's my my favorite thing to do. Kind of gets right. me away from everything that's been bad. The kids there have been great because they know the story. Great Jake kids. J, Jake was supposed to be coaching with me, and the kids remember Jake all the time with stickers on their helmets that have JP on them, and there's a, a banner up on, that hangs above home plate that has uh, JP on the back fence. They have a locker for him. The kids have been absolutely outstanding. So the new kids have come in, though, also, who kind of don't know the story. Mm -hmm. So we ended practice yesterday knowing it's the last time I was going to see them for, for Christmas. I brought all 53 guys in, freshmen, uh, JV, varsity. Nice. And I said, okay, what are you guys doing for Christmas? You guys going anywhere? And no one, I said, we're all staying local. How many of you are going to see your grandparents uh, You know, during Christmas? And some of them raised their hand. Yeah. I go, who has the oldest grandparent here? Yeah. We went through it. We got one kid on the team whose grandmother's 92. Wow. And so I, I said, look, and Josh wasn't there yesterday. It happens to be Josh coaches also, but he wasn't there. I'll tell you why I, didn't, I mentioned his name in a second. So we aren't talking baseball at all. We're just yeah. talking about the holidays. And I said, you know, um, look around the room. Take time during this holiday. Look around the room. Look at the faces, the people that love you, the ones you love. Because I'm telling you, they disappear really fast. Yeah. And they aren't going to always be there. And so appreciate the people you're spending the holidays with. Take time. It's not about right. always the presents or the food, but the people that you love are there for this memory. And uh, and I said, you guys know what I went through a year ago. I go, uh, very close friends of mine right now are going through right. 
a situation with a son on life support. And um, we think about kids all the time that don't have presents or don't have the best Christmas. We don't think about the kids in the hospital. Yeah. And my goal is to is to go and spend part of my Christmas day with Gavin, you know, in the oh, hospital. Nice. I even went and got him a got him a, a Christmas gift to 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 bring nice. in. And um so I am telling the story and I tell Josh, he goes, I was practicing, I kinda tell him what we did and all the kids when they're done, man, of course, you know, were were very nice, give me a hug, told me they loved me, the whole deal. Merry Christmas coach. And uh, you know, I explained that for me at this point in my life, all the holidays suck. They yeah. just they just do. Yep. Thanksgiving sucks, Christmas sucks, right. Jake's birthday sucks. They all suck because when your family of four and one of them's missing, it's just never the same. You know, it my always, my, my yeah. wife has been in tears on stuff. It sucks. Yeah. So I think uh, and I think I've said this to you off there, but I think you know I think hopefully the day comes when Josh has his kids and we have grandchildren one day. We try and make it enjoyable for the grandchildren. We start enjoying those holidays again. But right now, can't wait for Stuff. Christmas to get over. Yeah. Just just want the week over. Yeah. So I'm telling Josh about how great the kids were and they were into it. We didn't no criticism about baseball or what you need to work on. And he goes, Did you cry? And you know, you know my kid. Yeah. And I go, Yeah, I fucking you know I choked up. And he goes, I knew it. Like, but I wasn't bawling, crying just when I'm talking. I lose my breath. You know what I mean? Big baby. Yeah. And he's like, I knew it. Like that. Like he's, he sees it. But yeah. But for me, those, those, those kids, man, I right. said to him, I go, man, I love you guys. You know, they, they, they tell me they love me back. Just like you tell your kids yep. you love them. And, uh, I feel terrible for right now for Amy and Alan, uh, of yeah. course, Taylor made pools that what they're going through. You don't think about the kids that are spending Christmas in the hol- in the hospital and the parents are spending Christmas in the hospital. It sucks, man. It's just, it's bad. So yeah. we think about everybody out there. We thank you guys for listening to this show. We'll, we'll tell you how our Christmas w- when it's over and we wish you all the best. I want to thank Brad also because uh, I will forget. Yes. Brad who works in the visiting <laughs> locker room. I hope you don't get him in trouble by saying this. Uh, for uh, for the Chargers for the other the side. The care packs that he sent. He sent care packages to Jeff and I and for kid, for Jeff's kids especially that are so fucking cool. So great. That are just NFL licensed stuff that you can't get anywhere else that he thought about. Jeff, he thought about me. He's a fan of the show. He gave us Gatorade towels a couple of years ago when we were there, and they're just the coolest thing, the yeah. team towel. And I and Dave, I, I didn't mean to jump in. Yeah, but no it's problem. Just, I just didn't want to forget them tonight. No, and I'm so glad you... Uh, you didn't because they came from the team and they yeah. came from a friend. Brad, thank you sincerely. My my sons don't know, but they will know in a couple of days. And they know Brad. Yeah. They, they know exactly who it is. And when I say who gave that to him, man, I, and he will get full credit for all this. That That is a big belief when people do nice things for you. Yeah, Dave, thank, thank you and, and thank Brad. Man, they walk in, you go, God. Just good people out there, man. And we appreciate all of you. So, Absolutely. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Uh, Dave, give me the Hanukkah schedule. What's going on? I think on? it's, <laughs> I said it starts tonight, 22nd to the 29th. And then Bob Petnick's like, hey, isn't it day four? I go, How the day fuck? four already? No, it's not. I'm not listening to fucking Bob. Gee, how the fuck would Bob know? He's Bob not Jewish. Know. Just because yeah. he worked with fucking jo- uh, Josh uh, Lewin means he knows when Hanukkah is? No, it doesn't no, work that I've way. No, i with Dave. I don't know when it is. <laughs> And I worked with Lewin, too, I'll and Rosie. Right That's a Jewish guy, and Rosie will say the same thing. It's the most overrated, ridiculous holiday of all time. It's a joke. What? It's not a, a miracle. It's not like Jesus. It's not your Savior coming. It's a fucking candle that didn't... It's a goddamn uh, lamp that had oil that lasted eight days. It's not a big fucking deal. This frustrates me to no end, and I'll tell you why. As a fourth grader at Lincoln Hills Elementary, 
all of us were were put into, I don't know, like a music class. And every year we'd have to sing, oh, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party. We'll all invite dinosaur. No. no. What? Fuck. She's Jewish. Yeah, I know, Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, but there was a whole song yeah. and I liked them all. The Hanukkah songs were cool. And so for now, you just spit on one of my I'm favorite sorry. holidays. The, the, the dreidel toy sucks, too. If someone gave you a dreidel, you'd be pissed. Well, my, I don't even know what I do with it. Do you, I spin, you spin it? it? You spin it. And then what happens? No, you spin it again. Is you it like roulette? Yeah, dude, do I bet on a, it? You would have been happy with Chinese handcuffs and giving them to your brother. That oh, would have been exciting to watch. Finger? With the fingers? God, so frustrating. <laughs> my nose itches. Ah, shit. I well, I don't know who gets credit for those, but when you look at the fact that they're basically made out of construction paper, but they're yeah. a vice grip. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. yeah, you'll admit to anything. All right. Well, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Thank you very much. To, to de- well, it was more for Rosie. Okay. And all my other friends. And then, <laughs> my uh, other and then, uh, Merry Christmas, man. Like Dave said, yeah, I like that idea, Dave. Enjoy who's in the room. Even the cheap fuckers. Yeah. And uh, uh, real quick, what's the best Christmas present of all time? Dude, I still say it's a fucking Nerf football. Nerf football, Fred yeah. Cox, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Evil Knievel stunt site. That is. Everyone loves the Evil Knievel stunt. We didn't even get into Ian Kinsler, but yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, that. Uh, uh, You're going to pay him all that money to fucking work in the front office? The guy literally said, fuck you, fuck you all. Fuck you, and they promoted him. <laughs> but he retires one hit shy at 2000. That's his fucking fault. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to feel bad. Yeah. Pitch selection, buddy. Uh, all right. Enjoy the week. And we will see you back here Thursday, Thursday. night. Thursday. Good deal. All right. So long.